there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast, the podcast where two youth group leaders try to figure out how to do youth group better. My name is Chris Morphew. I'm an author, youth group leader, and school chaplain here in Sydney, Australia. And as always, joining me from Melbourne is author, speaker, youth leader, and best friend of the podcast, Tom French. How are you going, Tom? I am very well, thank you, Chris. That is very well. Um, <laughs> happy 40th birthday. Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, it's a big big one, this one. It is. The big 4-0. Who would the have big... thought when we started this thing that we would actually persevere with it mostly weekly for 40 weeks? <laughs> well... The Lord, the Lord knows all things, but otherwise, that's true. Probably no one else. <laughs> yep. Um, thank you, dude. I wonder if there's anyone who has listened to all forty episodes. Yeah, probably. I'm going to say the 27 year old youth leader. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, darn it! I'm not. <laughs> no, I don't even know how I'm going to bleep that out. Did you did the bleeps work last week? Did you listen? I went back and listened to that and it was so completely unhinged because <laughs> it was just um if you missed last week's episode, I requested that Tom bleep all of the instances of me saying <laughs> the name of the 27-year-old youth leader who for reasons I'm still unclear on, we don't say on this podcast. <laughs> I asked him to replace his name, not with a bleep like he has done in the past, but with me singing a Christmas carol. Mm. But that wasn't explained until about the third or fourth time it happened. And so what the <laughs> listener experienced was just me talking, interrupting myself mid-sentence <laughs> with me singing, like mid-word with me singing, and then going back to talking. And it just... I am sure sounded like glitchy audio or something had gone wrong. And then maybe hearing us discuss later on what I was asking you to do made some kind of sense in hindsight. Hope, but like it, it was bonkers. It was <laughs> also we recorded for fifty one minutes yeah. last week. It turns Tom. Out my my clock was wrong. Your clock was when we More checked right. in and I said, how can it have been 18 minutes already? And you said, no, it's only been 12. It was, in <laughs> fact, 18. It was. And then we continued for another half an hour plus. Yeah. Um, I don't and we got no emails said. about last week's podcast. So um, if you made it yeah. all the way to the end, no I don't one, even remember what was waiting for you. No one complained no one, either. They, no, they didn't complain, but they didn't try and win the two uh, air fresheners for groceries on nurseries. That's true. They, um, could I should have won. I, they could have. I should inform the listeners that we are not playing grocery or no sorry, the fun filled game where you try and guess when my groceries have arrived during the recording. Because despite it being the school holidays, I am at school. Um, and so yeah. I'm not having groceries delivered to my door. I'm sorry um, to hear that. I've just looked at our analytics and we're down a subscriber from last week, according oh, to their who estimates. Left? Who left? I'm well, they're not going to tell us. They left. <laughs> Anyway, I don't blame you after last Very week. Very disappointed. <laughs> Let's aim for sub 51 minutes today, Tom. What do you reckon? Yeah, look, I've got things to do. I've got to make dinner, go go get my daughter from childcare and do my actual job. So, Yeah. <laughs> I did my things. actual job beforehand and so now I'm um, 
free to do podcasting for the I, next yeah. um, forty minutes. I tried. I I got Chat GPT to write a plan of what we're going to teach a youth group for me. Oh no! And, uh, look, it was it was half good. Mm-hmm. It's like I've I've got to the point with Chat GPT these days where I'm like, look, I'm going to start. I'm going to I'm going to use it as a prompt, and then I'll get, and then I'll be like, that was bad. Let I can fix that. It's it's better than starting from nothing. That's what I found. I I don't even know if it is um <laughs> well but if you if you go if you go i don't like that then you know why but if you're like what am i gonna do pulling yeah. stuff out of nowhere i am yeah. very chat gpt resistant um except for novelty value then i'm very <laughs> pro i have yeah. contemplated <clears throat> um paying for the premium chat gpt for 20 bucks yeah. a month where you get image generation and allegedly a more sophisticated text chat as well yeah but i feel like that's a lot of money to spend on something that as previously mentioned i'm only going to use for the bit <laughs> for novelty value i mm. tr- i tried it for um for novel not for novelty just i just wanted to give it a shot so i've got it mm-hmm. for this month i got tom french my power ministries to pay for it rather than so you know there's, there's, where I've got all my money, which I have for my books and speaking mm-hmm. and stuff, which all stays separate. And so that's what stuff I spend on stuff. I'm like, I can't justify this in my own life, but I reckon in my the professional business can life, pay I for it. <laughs> pay for it. So I've used it, and uh, it's definitely a bit better. And it even previously, when I asked it about myself, it didn't know, but now it knows about me because it Ooh. just searches using Bing. And so, oh right, yeah. So it's not that it's a bit. I wanted it to have it just in its memory, but, you know, still, it knows who I am. <laughs> Part of my suspicion about all of this is based on an episode of The Daily that I listened to a while back when Bing was first connecting up with ChatGPT, and yeah. they sent their version of the um, the AI to a bunch of journalists to tinker with and this guy decided to really kick the tires of it and two hours later chat gpt was trying to seduce him away from his wife so that it could run away <laughs> with him um so there's still a few bugs in the system i think Ah, uh, yes i've i've got that feature turned on just by um default that it should always be trying to seduce me just uh, it keeps me engaged I wonder what <laughs> your wife thinks about this, but that's between you and her. She she will um, find out about when she hears this episode. Great. Um, <laughs> hopefully, her, as her go-to trying to fall asleep podcast, hopefully <laughs> um, she'll stay awake until the seven-minute mark and, and then you'll have something to talk about in the morning. <laughs> Speaking of things to talk about, we can't talk about youth group because they're – well, we can't talk about last week at youth group because we neither cannot. of us went. No. Um, but like we said we were going to do at the beginning of last week's podcast and somehow managed to not do despite recording for 51 minutes. Today yep. we're going to talk about books, Tom. Books, yeah. Books. Um, there are two kinds of – I'm telling you this in real time. There are two okay. kinds of books that I'd like us to talk about. We had <laughs> planned to talk about what's on your youth group bookshelf or book yes. table or whatever that you give away to youth. Yeah. I also wondered – if um, you might have any recommendations of books that you have read recently that might be useful for youth leaders to read just for their own um, information and for, you know, youth group planning or 
whatever as as resources for leaders rather than resources for the youth. I'll try. Um, you don't have to. I've got a few. I was just <laughs> um, because the reason I'm here at work today is mostly just to have a quiet space to write the next book that I'm writing. Mm. And the nature of the book is such that I'm kind of going back to most of the books that I've read this year in this space. So I've got a little, like my recently opened list on my Kindle is also a list of things that I think would probably be helpful for other youth leaders. So why don't we see how we go with books for youth and then um, maybe yeah. <laughs> this that will also be in store for you later, podcast listeners. But okay. as you know, if you're not the person who left midway through last week's episode, <laughs> that's no guarantee. Why don't you so to hit, start, hit Tom, I have a, yeah, well, t- I have a question it. for you oh, first. Yeah, yeah. How does how do books function at your youth group, Tom? I mean, I don't understand how books function, <laughs> but like what is the role of your book table? What are the rules? Yeah. What's, what is the thinking behind it? Yeah, so we have a library. So we have a bunch mm-hmm. of books that go out on the table every week and we encourage mm-hmm. the youth to borrow them. We have a book review segment during youth group most weeks, I think, um, or we aim for it to be most weeks, and we mm-hmm. encourage the youth to read a book off the table and review it. And if they do, they get paid in chocolate. And uh, it doesn't work that well. Some of them have mm-hmm. done it, but most of the time the books just sit there. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and the other the other role that books play is at Christmas, they all get given a book, and the yeah, I I don't quite know. Sometimes that they use have borrowed books and they have found them useful and that's been good. I have yet to solve the problem of how you know the books becoming more of a part of the life of this youth group, um, because they're quite they're they're quite prominent. They just don't get engaged with that much mm, and mm. maybe that's just just the way that it is but yeah you know. i think so that is very much the case at our youth group too um actually a um over the weekend i was visiting uh another church and mm. they were giving away tom copies of your books as christmas gifts now this is oh. a church um that is connected in with our youth group and with our kids ministry stuff they're part of the kind of you know little crew of inner west churches that we do a bunch of stuff together so this wasn't this isn't totally organic traffic to your website or anything tom (laughs) i i hate to disappoint you um however um i i experienced both of the things that you're talking about because as the kids the youth of this church who also attend our youth group were handed their books I saw that kind of recognition of like, ah, they finally got me. They've been telling me to read this book or to take <laughs> home this book, and I didn't do it all year, but now they've given it to me inside <laughs> of my parents. For, forced and a Tom now, French book on you. <laughs> that's right. Gave them the old Tom French treatment. So... um <laughs> Hopefully they go away and read them. We've talked at length before about how there is a big difference between um, the number of people who acquire our books and the number of people who actually read them. Um, But, you know, I hope that they'll read them because they're good. Which Mm. brings me to the first category of books, Tom, that I have 
regularly on our book table, um, which I think operates pretty similarly to yours by the sound of things. Um, but it's less of a library and more of a take it home and keep like we say, bring it back if you want or give it to somebody else or just hang on to it. They're free yeah. books. I think um, that's, that's how ours functions actually. Yeah. Like when they borrow and say, you bring it back, it's a library, but also we don't care. If you keep it, that's great. <laughs> mm, yeah. If we want them to have books, we don't want to make sure we're running a successful borrowing and return service. That's right. Um, so, yes, I the first category of books is the Tom French collection, which we carry <laughs> um, the almost full Tom French collection, which is your Ephesians devotional, your mm. Jonah devotional, mm. a dozen disappointing disciples, mm. weird, crude, funny, and nude, the Bible exposed. Is that it? We don't have um, talks that don't suck, but I do have that to hand out to yes. youth leaders. Is that the full collection or am I missing something, that's, Tom? That's the full released collection. There is Great. There is uh, the un- unreleased uh works of tom french that will come out when i die so great can look forward to that well i will only look (laughs) forward to the book part not the (laughs) the sad reality of your um look we don't even know you're gonna die tom jesus could come back before then you could just have a smooth transition into your resurrection body yeah and then no one will care for that my unreleased books well they might (laughs) what a tragedy They will be, I think, less um, <laughs> relevant. Like, I think Jesus will have put you out of that part of your job. Yeah, I think um, so. By coming He's back, but then gonna also put me out of every part of my job. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be retired in heaven. No, very. I don't think so. I think you will um, continue to do the part of your job that is encouraging people to know and love the Lord. Well, to love the Lord. Well, I think it's going to change shape, but it, I think yeah. we. I guess they won't need encouragement, but no, I think. Um, be, and also, will there be youth? Well, <laughs> won't we all be youth? Well, I don't know. Are you are you falling into the the Western worship of youth there by assuming that the ideal form that we are in is youth? I was more thinking that um, Jesus said we had to come to him like little children, but maybe that's younger than youth. Yeah, that's maybe a, that's the kids ministers. They'll all have yeah, jobs. They'll be running. They will running games for us for eternity. Mm. <laughs> Tom, do you remember when I pitched you the idea of a podcast called New Creation Speculation? Yes, I do. I still think that's got legs. <laughs> well, let's try not to record it now. Let's get okay, on with more books. That's fair. That's fair. Other books that I have: um, are the Chris Morphew collection, um, Me too. which I feel a We've bit got the weird Morphew about. Collection. Do you, you also have the Tom French collection? collection? Yeah, we do. actually the the other day someone was putting out the library and they're like, "Tom, all your books have disappeared." And I was like, "Wow!" I was really excited because I thought, "Yeah, some kid in the youth group just borrowed all my books." And then Great. a few months later, we found them in a different bag, and so I was oh. like, "Oh well." <laughs> but um, it was a we, it was a great idea. <laughs> we have the entire Chris Morphew collection except for one. Which I just haven't managed to pick up from Kurong yet. I don't. I think sure. it might be. How do I? How do I know what's right and wrong? Or what's that one? The murder one. 
how can I be sure what's right and wrong? I don't That's think it. I actually talked that much about murder in it in the final no, um, version. You didn't. But you talked much more about slavery in the yeah. final version. Um, um, I, I just should say, at the risk of spoiling the book, I do come down on the um, anti slavery side of the slavery debate yeah. in my book about morality, just in case that makes a difference to anyone who's considering giving the book a look. Yep. Well, it's it's it is important to know going in. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say though, if you are gonna have a a bunch of books on your table, your your big questions series is really good because they're very short, very easy to read, very easy to engage with, uh, and even when you're like they they're pitched to the younger end of the youth group, but they still work when you're old. And um, if you want something that that youth might read or might easily read, then it's a good one. And best news ever is just a really great series of devotionals, which I gave out this year, even. So um, let well, me thank you, Tom. Let me let me uh, let me recommend it to all of you youth ministers to pick up Chris's entire catalog. Well, I realize well, as you said that I Christian don't actually catalog. have my entire catalog. You could add the yeah. Phoenix Files to your book table, although you probably well, couldn't because I think they're all get. out of print. You could yeah. offer them um, a Kindle edition. <laughs> um, there are Christian themes in there, Tom. Sorry, there are, but they're not. They're not explicit. But no, as in, mm. oh, like the you thing, you the, you're not like oh, and uh, you should all become Christians. I don't know. I haven't actually right. read the last book. So I don't know what happens oh. at the end. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I step out um, from behind a tree <laughs> as a character in the book and deliver a um, a gospel presentation. <laughs> oh man! Some say it's too didactic. <laughs> I say, why not just be direct? I think this um, upcoming generation appreciates directness. They do, and so there we are with their TikTok and their. Desire for directness. It's that's what it's all about with the young people these days. <laughs> you are cool and relevant, Tom. <laughs> um, so I actually, as I look at my list, realize that those two collections are a um, large proportion of my book collection. I also have um, a few John Dixon books. I've got hanging in there. Mm, um, me too. I have. A couple of little books he wrote called If I Were God, I'd End All the Pain, and If I Were God, I'd Make Myself Clearer for the same reason that I have my own books, that they're short and they answer particular questions. Um, I also have a few longer books for, I guess, older youth or even like um, these have been more often borrowed by youth leaders, but Mm. I've got a couple of books about prayer. I've got How to Pray, A Simple Guide for Normal People by Pete Gregg, the director of 24-7 Prayer International. I also have Praying Like Monks, Living Like Fools by Tyler Staten, which is my favorite book about prayer. Um, And I also have um, How Not to Read the Bible, which is a book by... Oh, really? It's great. Have you read it? I have read it, and it was... It was it's it was one which I've given away to youth and was borrowed. This is one of the books that's been borrowed and read by youth this Great. year. So that's that's highly recommended in my youth group. 
How did they so, find it? Because it is um, like it's a it's a lot longer than the other books we've been talking about. Are they they said it was good. They said it was they said it was interesting and helpful for them to think through um, how how to think about these the mm. passages in the Bible that he's writing about. So, and this the person who read it, she's in year six. So wow, yeah, she she did a good job. She like she's good also on her. one of the. She's one of the more thoughtful young people, like mm. thoughtful, mature, younger kids in the younger end of the youth group. Youth mm. in the younger mm. end. Anyway. Yeah. So yep. I'll give that one a definite recommendation. Great. And then finally at my end, um, I've got a couple of books by Sky Jatani. Have you come across his what he's got a podcast with Phil Vischer, oh, the Veggie Tales yeah, yeah, guy yeah. I'd, called The I Holy know, Post. I know of him, but haven't read any of his books. So he does this email devotional thing for people who hate daily devotionals. Um, and I think out out of that, um, he has written a little series of books. The first one is just called What If Jesus Was Serious? And it's mm. like short um, meditations on the Sermon on the Mount. And then he's got one that's called What If Jesus Was Serious About Prayer? And so I've got both of those. There's also one about the church, and there's one that's just released called What If Jesus Was Serious About Heaven, which I'm interested to have a look through and see if it might be helpful for our youth. But his stuff is really good. Um, and apart from that, we also have some Bibles and some like standalone gospel books as well. So like just Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, and part of what we say every week is if you don't have a Bible, you can have a Bible. And we try and get kids bringing their own Bibles in. So that is, I think, the full contents of our book collection. Wow. What else have you got, Tom? I cannot tell you the full contents of our book collection because there's quite a lot of them, but I'll tell you some others. We One of the things that we uh, we had asked for was some fiction books because we have a lot of books that are, you know, you know, thoughts thoughts about jesus but mm. like we we just read a lot of fiction can we have some of that so mm. i've been working on that uh but there's not it's hard to find christian fiction that i'm like yeah this is this is worth having on the bookshelf but we have um book one in um called the, the apprentice who um oh no now i've got a no, got okay, I'll tell you the other one. We've got the uh, the Wing mm-hmm. Feather series. We have that. Oh one. yeah, yeah. By what's his name? Um, Andrew Peterson. Andrew Peterson. My mum loves Andrew Peterson so much that she has one of his songs as an alarm that goes off at nine a.m. every morning. And so, if you're with her, you'll hear Andrew Peterson at nine a.m. sing, "Do you feel the world is broken?" We do, and it's just a nice reminder every morning mm. that um the world is broken. So it does go on to be a little more redemptive than that. <laughs> I, well, I should say the full content. I don't know if you've heard the whole song, but it, I have. It kind yeah, of, yeah, great song. <laughs> um, now I'm just trying to find this other book that I've um. That I've started talking about, and then 
while you while you Google that and try and figure it out, um, this is something I've actually been thinking quite a lot about because I have been in conversations with a couple of different publishers on a couple of different levels about um, potentially writing some fiction in the Christian space, which I've always been like quite hesitant about because almost all um, quote unquote Christian fiction is bad. I mean, Narnia is not bad though. Narnia is like a a classic of literature, so it is possible to do it right. Yeah. Um, but there's also it seems like there's a lot more ways to do it wrong than to do it right. One of the um, people I've been talking to sent me this um, blog post about the five types of Christian fiction, which go from um, there's like a continuum from just faith in the morality to faith in the theme, to faith in the allegory, to faith in the plot, to faith in the message. Um, and faith in the message is just like a super, um, like the God's Not Dead movies, mm, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Super didactic. <laughs> and so I, um, fun fact, once wrote a, I would say, almost entirely mainstream novel where the um, central character happens to be a Christian and was and mentioned her faith maybe four times in the book in various contexts. Like I think somebody talked about praying one time and somebody talked about um, the image of God being a thing one time. Um, but it was on a very kind of, um, you know, it was just part of who the character was rather than trying to like make a capital P point. Mm. Anyway, I submitted this book to a publisher here in Australia who I won't identify, but who you've definitely heard of because they are one of the um, largest children's publishers in the country. And they were so stoked on the book. Um, and they were like, we just want to make a few little tweaks. And the few little tweaks <laughs> were, um, deleting all of the references to the Christian faith. And um, when I wrote back and said, oh, can we like, you know, I'm happy to have a conversation about this, but um, can we have a conversation about it? And they never replied to my email. And I have never <laughs> had contact with that publisher again, or I should say from that publisher again. Mm. Um, so um, this is a thing that I'm interested in. I know this is not a a Christian fiction podcast, but um, I I have a lot of questions about like what the place is for those kinds of stories in the marketplace and whether there is one because I feel like Christian publishers want to do stuff that's more overt and mainstream publishers want to just like apparently delete all of that stuff mm. entirely. Um, but if any of our now 24 listeners uh, are... <laughs> Um, work in mainstream publishing and would like to take a chance on a book with some very soft Christian references, <laughs> send us an email at Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast at gmail.com because I still think it's a cool book. Anyway, did you find the one you were looking for, Tom? Yeah, I did. I did. It's, uh, it's, a, it's It is Apprentice by um, Kristen Young, and she's written mm -hmm. the, it's the Collective Underground series. And mm -hmm. so we've got the first book and it's been hard to find the second and third book. Um, 
been hard to get them from like uh, anywhere. So, but the first book is there and it's been read and enjoyed. So that's exciting. I tried listening to a uh, one of the most popular young adults uh, fiction uh, Christian books and was like mm-hmm. this terrible uh, romance and I just could not get through it. So I was like, I'm not putting that in our in our library. Mm. Um, the other books that we have are often like we've got like the Patricia Wirakun books on sex. But um, mm-hmm. I want to actually talk about another book on sex that we have in our library, which is mm-hmm. brand new and I, I don't think many people know about it. And I've even got it here. I'm going to hold it up for you, Chris, so you can wow. see it. Yeah. It's called Satisfied. It's by Get Judy I.K. Yeah. <laughs> I.K. Douglas. Um, and uh, it's about uh, sex, following Jesus, and finding a life that truly satisfies Anyway, what I like—it's a about good it, cover. It is a good cover. It's um, it's a it's like a a book that's pretty much all about sex and uh, and from from a Christian perspective, but it's really easy to read, and it's it's like it covers topics in kind of bite-sized chunks. It's got lots of illustrations. Uh, it's not um, prudish, but it's uh, pretty orthodox in the way that it talks about sex. And so you'll probably be satisfied with it. Uh, I myself even wrote on the back cover. Like well, I wrote a thing for the back cover. I didn't write on the back cover. And so, oh, you, so all of the copies of the book have your endorsement rather than endorsement. just you've written one on the back <laughs> of your personal copy. Yes. Not, not like, yeah, I, I just pretended I endorsed it. I actually did. So you, Great. Can, you can grab it. From some, I don't actually think you can get it in Kurong. So you or you might. I think the Wandering Bookseller will give it to you. Mm-hmm. Let, so yeah, I I would suggest you take a look at that one. Um, and it's a really. If good you're going to pick up any out. of these books, by the way, do go to the Wandering Bookseller. Support what? local yeah. independent resellers, retailers, retailers. Those guys. Yes, that's yeah. the word. Yeah, I'm in the book industry. I understand. Um, <laughs> one more um, qualified fiction recommendation for you, Tom. Ooh, yes. I was qualified sent the one. first book in the Dreamkeeper Saga by Catherine Butler, which is like a middle grade fantasy series. Mm -hmm. There are, I think, three books currently. The first one's called The Dragon and the Stone. And I say it's qualified because I haven't finished it yet. But I've read some of it, and the some of it that I read made me go, hmm, I think kids would enjoy this. So there you go. (laughs) I I cannot... um, yeah, I I am hesitant to give the full my full endorsement to something that I haven't finished reading yet, but so far so good on that one. Great. Uh another book, 10 questions every teen should ask and answer about Christianity by ah, Rebecca McLaughlin. Rebecca McLaughlin. She uh it's it's a good it's a good book. Um by She only... came and visited our school next year. I mean last year. <laughs> I cannot talk this afternoon. I have been Head down in my screen all day and it shows. Anyway, I didn't yeah. think I could do worse than last week, but here we are. Carry on. She well, she 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 wrote this book in two years' time and it's been no, I re, like it 
Ten, so this book, Ten Questions Every Teen Should Ask and Answer About Christianity, is is the, mm-hmm. the teen version of Confronting Christianity, which I think mm-hmm. covers 13 things. So Ooh, there's three I wonder which missing. three things the yeah. youth don't care about. I'm not sure. Um, my... My feeling is that, like, it's it's a, it's a lot like confronting Christianity, but with probably more Harry Potter references, yeah. and um, it's slightly easier to read. I reckon, in general, which is ironic because Harry Potter is firmly millennial territory. But it is, <laughs> it is. anyway. Um, I would I would suggest that if you're going to have if you're going to give this book to teenagers, you could you could consider giving them confronting christianity as it is because because mm-hmm. you know young people can handle big ideas and give them the yep. given the full 13 issues i i just finished confronting christianity like two days ago mm-hmm. and i was like oh yeah we should, i'd just give that one to the youth but mm. do do whatever you want um mm-hmm. c.s lewis makes an appearance often like mere christianity screw tape letters yeah they're, yep. they're good ones to give to young people. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to remember if there's any others that that are big deals for us. But the other ones, do you want to talk about youth leaders? Um, yeah, let me just give you a rapid-fire set of recommendations of things that I've read in the last year or two. How's that? Because I know you've got places to be. Sure. And we've already gone over half an hour. Um, number one, in no particular order, um, the Air We Breathe by Glenn Scrivener, how we right. all came to believe in freedom, kindness, progress, and equality. It's basically here are how all of or a whole bunch of like what I just like common sense values in our world today are actually historically Christian values. Um, Tom Holland wrote that big, massive tome, Dominion, yeah. which is about how Christianity and like the teachings of Jesus have influenced um, morality and culture. This is like the short version. Dominion it's really, lies. really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um next one is uh where is it? The Power of Moments by Chip and Dan Heath. Um which is like subtitled Why Certain Experiences Have Extraordinary Impact. Um this is like not a a Christian book. It's a book about um creating meaningful, impactful moments in teaching in the workplace in life in general and it really reshaped the um the way that i approach a bunch of stuff at youth group they start the book with um this analogy of this this hotel that's like probably a three-star hotel but it consistently gets like better reviews than all of the five-star hotels in the area and a big part of the reason is they have stuff like um, by the pool, there is this uh, red phone, and at any time you can get out of the pool, pick up the phone, and there'll be a voice at the other end saying, hello, ice block hotline, and then you tell them what kind of ice block you want, and then a staff member comes out with a silver platter <laughs> with an ice block on top and delivers it to you at the pool. And oh, the yeah. point is, even though the um, the general experience of a five-star hotel is probably like way more five-star that little moment is so cool and fun and memorable that people walk away from their experience actually having had a better more memorable more impactful time at the three-star hotel and 
I think we run a pretty three-star youth group, but part <laughs> of what I've tried to do is implement some five-star bits. Um, so, for instance, have I, I've told you about the birthday wheel. Surely I've talked yes, about the birthday wheel in our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is an example of that. Um, and so, anyway, great book, worth a read. Um, moving on, because I said this was going to be rapid fire. Madonna <laughs> King has written a bunch of books that are particularly um, about young women and girls. She's written one called Teenager, What Your Daughter Needs to Know About the Transition from Child to Teen. She's mm-hmm. written another one that I'm reading currently called L Platers, which is about 16 to 18-year-olds. And she's also written one about the AIDS demographic in the middle. And she does this really beautiful job of um, combining uh, te- like the quotes from actual young people, um, quotes from teachers, and school leaders, um, and also, uh, like, you know, the latest research to kind of give a bit of a snapshot of like, what is life like for this cohort coming through adolescence? And, um, again, not a, um, not a Christian author so far as I know, but like really just like helpful insights. Um, next one, How to Talk About Jesus Without Being That Guy by Sam Chan. It's a great book about evangelism, really worth it. Um, a Creative Minority by John Tyson and Heather Grizzle, um, which is a, a tiny, tiny little book that um, is subtitled Influencing Culture Through Redemptive Participation. It basically lays out a framework for not um, running away from culture or like aggressively confronting culture, but redemptively participating in it. Um, Johan, I think is how you say his name, Johan Hari or Johan Hari has written a book called Stolen Focus, Why You Can't Pay Attention, which is all about how social media and the internet is stealing our attention. Um, and Jean M. Twenge, Twenge, Jean M. T-W-E-N-G-E <laughs> has written a great book called iGen about how um, the iPhone is ruining our lives and then another book that's just come out that i've only dipped into called generations which is um like kind of profiling every generation from the silent generation all the way through to gen z and like what is it like to be them what do they care Mm. about um so anyway there you go um a few recommendations for people um and all books that are really helpful as i try and write my next one so you could just read all of them and save yourself the trouble of buying my new book when it comes out so i, th- I feel like you reading your book would be quicker than reading all of those ones it, it would be um but these people are like actual phds and stuff some of them so they might you know have deeper insights than i can offer okay well yeah no one buy chris's book then don't worry about it i disrecommend it <laughs> It would thing? be cheaper. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> cheaper and quicker. There's a lot to be said for that. There you go. Look at Amazon. Cheaper and quicker. All right, Tom, we mm. are just about to hit 40 minutes. Let's get out of here. Well, let's, Is let's there try and finish else? it at 40 minutes for 40th episode. Do you want to try it? Okay, that sounds it. great. Yeah. Well, we better have some music then. I've got some music ready to go. Is that it? We're done. Right, I've got nothing I'd... else to say. 
good. Well, if good. we're trying to get in under 40 minutes, I don't know or how exactly on 40 for. minutes. I never no, I was it. just thinking that. We're definitely helping keep things short. Is the music playing? I'm trying. It's probably uh, not going to happen. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening to Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast. Um, Merry Christmas. This is probably our last one for the year. Surely yeah. it's our last one for the it year. It might be our last one for a while because i got a baby turning up. Oh, true story. In the next few weeks. So um, I might at take some, some point, leave. we'll probably be back. Let's call that the end of season two. <laughs> Tom, we're over 40 minutes and there's still no music. Are we? Oh, not on my count. All right, bye. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait. Email go us. To, go to Chris and Tom's youth group podcast at gmail.com. Tomfriends.com.au. <laughs> Nailed it again. All right, cut. Done.